some weird reason, the audio at the very beginning of the episode did not record. So this is me talking where there should be audio already in there. And anywho, this is episode 642 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about Forza Horizon 4, the Lego expansion, Super Blood Hockey, and then where the audio picks up is as I start talking about what I've been playing, or not what I've been playing, what I've been watching, which is Full Metal Alchemist. So I'll let Mark, me, take it away from there. Okay. Full Metal Alchemist, fine. Don't need to talk about it. I've immediately started Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is a retelling of that same story, though this version, Brotherhood, uh, follows the, the manga more closely, as far as I know. Uh, and it's it's kind of funny to see how shot for shot some moments are and then how things differ and the pacing is different. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing in terms of what I've been watching. I, I don't think I've watched anything else other than that. So nothing too exciting uh, on that front. So the Lego expansion for Forza Horizon 4, which I think is called Speed Champions, is... Really goofy and silly, and I've only played a little bit of it, but I enjoy it. It is what I thought it was going to be based on the visuals, which is to say that the environments aren't entirely made of Lego. You have Lego very close to the track to the streets, and some extended foresty bits with a lot of trees made out of Lego, but for the most part, you have the Lego in your immediate immediate vicinity, and then outside of that, if you go too far off-road, you'll be met with the typical realistic visuals and all that, which is fine. I wasn't expecting an entire world built uh, of Lego because that would be a lot more work, I'm sure. But even so, driving through Lego bricks and watching them break apart and fly over your car and just clutter the shit out of the screen is delightful i always enjoyed playing in the main game driving through the stone walls and watching all those stones break apart and create havoc i like the visual look of that but doing the same thing with lego bricks is way better and way more enjoyable and i love it it's so much fun to just destroy these bricks so it, it works a lot like a, a regular expansion or a bit of Forza Horizon where you have your races and all that jazz. You have new boards to find and whatnot. It is its own area. Except in this area, you are building your house. And the way you build your house is by collecting bricks. And the way you collect bricks is by completing certain challenges or races or, or whatnot. You'll have like this skill tree looking thing that will give you a bunch of options that you can focus on so maybe one of them is to get this many big air jumps in this amount of time you can focus on that and it'll be on the screen okay do this and then it'll bring up the timer for when you start your first big jump and, and stuff like that so you're collecting these bricks to build your house i haven't collected enough at this point to build any part of my house but i i'm not sure if there is much customization in terms of how you build your house, how it looks, or if everyone's just going to have the same looking house and it's just a, a, a means of progression in the expansion. But I do like driving through Lego 
bricks. The Lego cars look real good. And it's just a fun, silly little thing. And I, I dig it. So there's that. It's it's nice to have a reason to go back to Forza Horizon 4. I'm still unsure if the Mixer stuff works, if you still get XP and all that from Mixer, but I haven't been doing that for a while, farming the XP in that sense, but I did get a lot while it was working uh, a little too well. But returning to Forza Horizon 4, I'm reminded of how much stuff is going on there with all these menus and different things and all these ways to level up and all these different XP systems. I'm like, oh, it is, it is a lot to take in. So many of these games have too much going on in, in the same the same way that like Destiny and the like. If you take a longed absent, absence and, and then return to them, it's just a nightmare. Or with Warframe, which is a game I keep wanting to return to and I sometimes do when I play a mission or so but then I see all the currencies and all these things going on and the way to craft things I'm just like ah, I don't understand anything that's going on I'll, I'll go check out and, and play something else instead but if you have the ultimate pass and all that jazz you already have the Lego expansion I'm not sh I don't think DLC is included with Game Pass games, but if you are a fan of Lego and you enjoyed your time with Forza Horizon 4, if you've only played it via Game Pass, why not buy the Lego expansion or get the Pass car? I don't know what it's called this year because it's not the Car Pass because unlike previous years, you get all the DLC with the Ultimate Pass, which maybe it's called the Ultimate Pass. I don't know because I got the Ultimate Edition. So maybe it's the Ultimate Pass. I don't know doesn't matter um yeah if you like lego you'll like this probably i like lego and i like this so super blood hockey is an old schoolish pixel art arcade hockey game which i am mixed about the game mechanically the way it feels is okay it reminds me most of Arch Rivals in that it is very uh, violence heavy in terms of specifically going around punching each other. You could knock people over and say NBA Jam, but Arch Rivals, you were specifically punching the other player to make them drop the ball. And in Super Blood Hockey, you are just punching the shit out of your fellow po opponents until they lose the puck and that's fine also in terms of comparing super blood hockey and arch rivals this is going to sound real weird so this the, the movement the skating in super blood hockey feels like you're on ice though it feels like you're on ice while wearing shoes it feels a little bit too slippery and if i remember correctly the movement in arch rivals felt a bit slippery too uh, though uh, going back to the violence, the the punching and how much punching is in Super Blood Hockey makes Arch Rivals look like a little baby game, and that that's the the big thing going on in Super Blood Hockey. Just so much punching and blood all over the place, and a lot of fights. And the fights keep going until only one person is left standing. The the battle royale of hockey fights. And at one point, I think it was a bug or something 
one of the opponent's players after a fight was just twitching and like it just they were having some kind of crazy seizure on the ice blood splurting out of them their eyes were like bulging out of their head it was really weird and disturbing and i didn't like it and i'm not sure if that was intentional or not they were down a player for that period of time but i think after either a goal or something they were removed and it was all good um but yeah it, it feels okay one timers are the way to go in terms of scoring there is a challenge mode i think it's called that has a handful of different challenges that will unlock certain game mode uh changes that you can uh, adjust in the menus one of them is where because it's typically four on four four players one goalie and in one of the challenges you can go up against a team of eight another challenge is there you could go up it could be 12 on 12 which is a fucking nightmare it's a complete mess and there's one where you control the goalie and then one there are two other ones well those are kind of neat i don't not neat they're just kind of fun for a little bit and then they get old Uh, there's no way i would ever regularly play 12 on 12 because that's a bit of a nightmare and i wouldn't want to go up against a team twice the size of my own team regularly the thing that stands out though is the franchise mode and that's because it's more than just picking a team and then maybe training some players and just playing games week to week there's more management going on and more of an rpg-esque element and somewhat of a story or a very loose story the the way it starts out you look like the training some players and just playing games week to week there's more management going on and more of an rpg-esque element and somewhat of a story or a very loose story the the way it starts out you look like this trump ass dude and you create a name for your team and to buy the facility for your team and pay for the team and have money left over to buy players the story starts out with you giving one of your kidneys because in this day and age i think that it's like an alternate universe or something uh fresh real human organs are worth so much money because they have these fake ones or these cheap knockoff ones that are abundant and used widely but to get a a real organ that that fetches a high price so you give one of your kidneys you don't have a choice in the matter and the person cuts it out like a giant bone saw looking thing it's not a bone saw. It's bigger than a bone saw because a bone saw would be a saw big enough to go through bones, and that's not that big. But you, you know, a saw bone, a wood bone. I don't know anything about. Not a saw bone. Uh, a wood saw. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm clearly not someone who cuts wood on a regular basis. And by regular basis, I mean I don't cut wood at all. I cut cheese. Ha ha ha! I'm saying I fart. Not right now, but I do because I eat onions and that that's going to make you fart. I don't think anything else in my diet really makes me fart, but onions will. And the thing about onion farts, they stink. 
they're fucking terrible. I don't, I don't have like a lot of onion farts. I'm not saying I'm like farting all the time because I eat so many onions, but I can fart a bit because of onions and they stink. They're very smelly. Onions taste good. They're good for you. They're not good for smelly air coming out of your butthole. Anywho, super blood hockey, the franchise mode. So you give your kidney and then you start off and you get a tour of your facility if it's your first time playing the franchise mode. There's a, a medical wing, a kitchen, uh, a gym, and the the area for the players. They're their bunk beds and all that jazz. The what is it called? They're lodging, I guess I'll just say. And then you have a little bit of money to pick your players out from the beginning. And the way the team management works is that you'll have all these players and you will put them on diet regimens and exercise regimens and all these things that will adjust certain attributes about them. You can make certain players eat more so they'll bulk up and get bigger and that'll make them stronger. You can have them hit the shower more often, which will drop their brain damage because players in this game they get brain damage that's one attribute and they get a certain amount of brain damage after each game and each day that they take a shower they'll lose one point of brain damage so you have to keep that in mind uh they're like and that's part of the exercise regime um and then when you play the match or, or play a game after you finish You'll see all these statistics for your players that will just adjust accordingly to the outcome of the match and how they performed. And after each game, their experience will go up one tick. And once that's maxed out, I'm assuming they will no longer be able to improve their stats. And I'm sure because I've only played a few games, I've won them all, and my stats have always gone up. I'm guessing there's the potential that stats would decrease from a loss so that means that once you've played enough matches which would take a while with these players um because the the most experienced player i have is probably like 15 out of 100 but i'm assuming once you reach that cap that that player is unable to improve or or, or change in any way so that could be the point at which you'd want to retire a player if you've played through franchise mode that long but I, I like the whole system that it has going on for the franchise mode. It's something that makes me think I might stick with this game more than I was expecting because I don't think it plays that well. I don't think it plays poorly. It just is it's fine. So I wouldn't go out of my way to play it if there were there was just regular exposition uh, exhibition matches or if it was just a very bare bones franchise mode but having these really minor rpg-ish elements and the the progression from game to game and being able to uh adjust what each individual player's uh daily routine is from what they eat to how they work out and all that I'm kind of digging it. You can also buy drugs from a shady person behind your headquarters. You go out there and there's a, a dude in the back and he sells drugs for 250 bucks. 
and these will i guess give a, a i don't know if it'll give a permanent or temporary uh, boost because I, I couldn't afford the drugs the first time around because i just i bought the best players i could and i didn't have much money left over you have to pay for food and all that jazz too so you have to keep that in mind but i like it it's it's a it's a nice franchise mode with the little time i put into it and it, it it goes to show how if if your game mechanically is just okay if you have some kind of mode that can put its hooks into a player then good is good enough you don't need to be great if you have other things that are enticing so again that is super blood hockey i'm playing on xbox one it is available on other platforms too but i'm playing on xbox one and then moving on to attack the backlog i played through dear esther and that was short that was like an hour long and then i played through it again with the commentary which was great uh, and i'll go into more detail on that episode of attack the backlog but I realize, realize with that I have a pretty healthy uh, cushion so far. So next weekend, episode 20, Costume Quest. Episode 21, Hattiful Boyfriend. Episode 22, Resident Evil. Episode 23 is, what was 23? I've recorded the audio for it. What the hell was it? I played, oh yeah, that is Batman the Telltale series. 24, Dear Esther. 25 will be Wolfenstein the New Order, which... The, the awesome, weird, crazy, cool thing that is mind-blowing if it is true that I learned about that game because I had the disc. I didn't want to download it all. I put the disc in, and at no point did the did my Xbox One ever prompt me to update the game. I, I did not have to download anything from the Internet. No update, no patch, nothing. It just downloaded everything from the disc, and then it ran. So... Unless I miss something, Wolfenstein The New Order is a game, this generation, that has never received a single update, that has never been patched or anything. It is a game that worked exactly as it was supposed to work from day one, and that's that's fucking crazy in, in this day and age where so many games have day one patches and then are patched for months to come if not years to come so that's just that's crazy but after wolfenstein the new order not sure what i was going to play because i was looking at other games and just dabbling in things thinking maybe i'll try octodad even though i played a similar game i am bred and hated that so much i am bred was going to be an attack the backlog game until i played it for a half hour and i couldn't even finish the first level because I got, I got the bread to the fucking toaster, and then it just didn't want to go in the toaster, and I didn't know how to get in the toaster, and it wasn't fun. Those types of physics games where you have to manipulate them limb by limb by limb, maybe from a technical standpoint, they're neat. They're probably funny if you're watching someone else play it, but if you're actually playing those games, they're not fun. They're just fucking terrible. And I know they exist, and I don't know if they exist solely for this reason, but I'm sure one of the reasons why they're popular is because they make for good streaming crap. Hey, I'm a popular streamer. Watch me play this shitty game. Isn't it so funny? 
Yeah. But I, I did play a little bit of Octodad, and it seems to be way more functional than I am bred. So I might play through that at some point. And then, but something I, I don't know what to do after the new order. One game I was thinking of, because I never really gave it more than maybe an hour of time, but I'm not sure. I'd love to hear feedback from people as to how I should go about playing a game like this for Attack the Backlog, a game that doesn't have a campaign or story mode or whatnot, um, if, it, if it should just be time spent or, or a handful of matches or what it should be. But uh, the game I'm referring to is Civilization Revolution. I never really gave that much time. I played plenty of proper Civ, but then I only played not even one game's worth of Civ Revolution. And I don't have a good reason for that, but it's a game I would love to go back to. It is backward compatible, which makes it a lot easier to go back to. And yeah, thinking about playing that, I'm just wondering how I should go about doing that. Play five matches or so i don't like i don't even know how long that could be i'm not going to play five matches if a match can last five hours and then i play 25 hours of civ rev that sounds a little bit crazy so suggestions ideas on how that would work i, I don't know if there are specific scenarios that you can play through in the game so i could look into that as well but yeah if you have suggestions as to how i should go about playing games like that which don't really have proper stories or, or things that clearly you can play this and then there's an, an end of some extent or with like online games i guess like dead by daylight or whatever i don't really have any interest in playing that but i could and what would i do with that just play a certain number of hours uh and not a distinct specific uh, number of hours just however many until i've really felt like i've gotten the point or, or had my uh, fix of it so yeah now that's it in terms of attack the backlog and all that jazz i'm excited to play through wolfenstein i played through a good chunk of it earlier but i played it on i think the hardest difficulty and i just kind of got sick of it so i'm just gonna play on normal uh, but that'll be fun and yeah that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them there if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there if you see something you like click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away also if you use a vpn at home what do you use do you recommend it should i get a, v a vpn huh okay that's it anywho as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day 
Bye.